What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Busy times at CMA. My goodness. Been very busy this week. It has been a, a pretty chaotic week. But we had snow today as well. So training outside, obviously, again, fully aware, not ideal in the cold weather. But once you get, as I, I always say, once you get going, once you get the blood pumping, once you get a good sweat going in the, in the warm-up, you know, you don't feel the cold as much. And fortunately here in Switzerland, there's a lot of outdoor activity for winter. You know, you got a lot of uh, like snowboarding, skiing, um, ice skating. I mean, that's indoor. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, a lot of cold activity. So uh, the guys and girls are, they're no stranger to the cold weather. And again, I understand people don't want to train outside. They want the comfort of you know, the four walls and the roof and the locker room and the shower after and everything. But unfortunately, pandemic times, desperate times, desperate measures. And here we are making the measures. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a busy week for CMA. We've, uh, you know, been, been working on some options and ideas for the coming months. So uh, let's see where that takes us. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said for those Instagram clips, you know, those billionaires with their stripey pin suit, pinstripe suits, um, talking about waking up early in the morning and focusing on your goals and betting on yourself and investing in yourself. A lot of that is very abstract, you know, and you don't really start to understand it until you're, you're in it yourself. And I'm kind of like, all right. We can't really do much now. We don't know what the future holds for restrictions and everything with uh, government control and all that. But, you know, I'm getting up early in the morning. I'm working on goals for the gym and the podcast and stuff like that. I'm starting to understand what, you know, when they say don't spend your time sitting on the couch watching a stupid series like Game of Thrones or something when you can be really working on something that you're passionate about for you and it could end up making you money and happiness and all the things that come with that but yeah it's been a, it's been a great week i've been i've been dming i've been to yemen no i've been dming a couple of cool guests coming up over the next week so that should be fun um currently negotiating with two uh landowner a uh, land uh, property owners landlords uh, real estate agents whatever the case may be um, you know, trying to come to terms for when we can open and for when it all makes sense to sign a lease and to have protection in case the government come in and say, you got to close your doors again because, you know, we got to err on the side of caution. But it's uh, it's interesting times. It's fun. That's the that's the key for me. I'm really enjoying the the stress of it. It's not a, a stress that's causing sleepless nights. It's a stress of, of me doing my bit, my hard work. And that's the key. And I love setting up and talking on the podcast and having guests and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's been a, been a crazy week. And hopefully we'll see the fruits of that labor soon. 
today, guys, I want to talk about something that is uh, something very true and dear to my heart. It is, um, I guess, in some ways controversial, in some ways not, but I'll be as open and honest as I possibly can here when it comes to uh, the topic. The topic today is self-defense, learning self-defense, why I believe it should be compulsory, uh, why it should be taught in schools, in you know, high school, physical education, uh, self-defense. Everybody, everyone tries to bury their head in the sand. I guess in school, you can't really tell a lot of kids, hey, you could be attacked on the streets. It's not really something that a parent wants their kid to hear in school. Um, controversial, yes, but let's be realistic. There are scumbags everywhere and sometimes bad things happen. Now, I'm not a politician. I'm not going to tell you the solutions, but I'm going to give you an option. I'm going to give you a couple of options, actually. Um, you know, four years ago, four and a half years ago now, uh, I became a dad for the first time to a little girl. And two years after that, that little girl became a big sister to another girl. So I got two girls. Um, so obviously this type of stuff has been on my mind since day one of that. Um, I, I dread the fact that when they're 16 and 17 going out with their friends and, you know, hair and makeup and boys and things like that, that when they start going out and I have to sit at home wondering what time they're going to be back, if they're late, if they're not late, if they're going somewhere dodgy that I don't like. Um, you know, I, I see myself already turning into Liam Neeson from Taken, you know, and, and I make jokes about it now, but in about 13, tw you know, 12, 13 years, that's going to be my reality at the end of the day. And I want to make sure that my two girls are safe are as safe as they possibly can without being super overprotective. You know what I mean? Um, and this goes for everybody, not just teenage girls. This goes for everybody. Um, you know, my coach always said, nothing ever good happens in um, a food joint at three o'clock in the morning. Just have food at home. Go from the club if you're drunk resist and just get home because it doesn't matter who you are, how big you are, how much fight training you've got, who's with you. If you go looking for trouble, trouble will find you. And I always was fearful of, of food joints at three o'clock in the morning. And when I hear stories of people walking alone in town at four o'clock in the morning and things happening, I, I get incredibly confused because I believe I'm a trained fighter and I would never walk alone in a city on my own like at, at four o'clock in the morning. It's too dangerous, no matter who you are. Um, it's, it's, it's scary. Like I hate going out somewhere if I'm on my own or with a, a couple of friends. Like for example, Zurich. I don't know Zurich. I don't know where I need to not go in Zurich. Um, and when I went out there for concerts and things like that, I was incredibly scared leaving the last place we were drinking to either get food, get a train, get a taxi, or whatever the case may be. Um, 
so I think it also needs to be drilled into people that, hey, there, there's things you shouldn't do. There's places you shouldn't go. There's, you shouldn't do things on your own at that hour of the morning in a strange place or somewhere where you think you know. You know, you could be in the safest place and some guy with a screw loose could uh, be around and you don't know what's going to happen. So it is a, a pretty controversial topic, yes, but it's certainly one that I'm happy to talk about and address. Um, but let's look at some examples. Um, I always say to the guys at boxing, you know, you're going to learn some techniques here, guys. I don't want you going out and beating people up on the street. Like that's, that's you know, self-explanatory. Um, but for self-defense training, you know, you don't want to be the one to throw the first punch. There's a legal aspect if, if there's like a lawsuit or, or whatever the case may be. But you have the right to defend yourself in a circumstance where someone is threatening your person. Someone is threatening your life. Um, you know, someone grabs you by the neck. You know, whether you're a guy or a girl, what's the instinct? The natural instinct is to get your hand and pull that one off, right? Pull the hand off the neck. I realize anyone listening on Spotify and, uh, and iTunes now, rate and review. Um, this is a more visual one. So I'm going to put up a couple of videos here as well. So head on over to YouTube, like, share and subscribe um, and leave a comment. Um, but the natural instinct, if someone's got your neck here your throat is to get that hand off right wrong there's a couple of things you can do watch this you see not many people tell you that not many people are aware of that if someone has their right hand on your throat, well, they can't defend their right-hand side of their face and their torso or whatever. They can't defend because their hand's incapacitated. They're already doing something with that hand. Um, and that's just one thing that can keep you incredibly safe. If someone puts you in a circumstance, you need to have the presence of mind where this is repeated and you have muscle memory in your head that this is what I need to do here. Not this. This. You know what you just saw in the video. And that's incredibly important. And what I mean by presence of mind here is uh, the great Chael Sonnen, former UFC fighter, Bellator fighter, never lost a round. The bad guy. Undefeated and undisputed. Love that guy. One of my, if not my favorite fighter of all time said that he was down in Brazil promoting for Anderson Silva or maybe Vanderlei, I forget which one it was, um, but was in a car at a red light on the way to the event or the press conference or whatever it was. And two people either side of the car, they flanked the car and put a gun in the window. Now, whether it was specifically a chill or whether it was a random attack, he said that no matter how much fight training you've got, someone puts a gun in your way, in your direction, everything stops. Like your training, your persona, it all goes out the window. You're, you're scared, you're afraid, and that's fine. Especially when your loved one is with you. His wife was next to him in the car. 
Um, but the key here is that continuous drilling of that technique could give you in the moment the presence of mind to do that and not on the neck. Um, very, very important situation to know and should be compulsory. We don't know in school from a young age how to do our taxes, how to invest money, how the banking system works, how powerful your signature is. Have you actually read the terms and conditions? It's just sign here and they put the pen to your hand and put, put you in the direction of the dotted line. Uh, no. And sometimes I think the education system is at fault for a lot of things and I think it is here too. We need to learn self-defense. We need to learn that because we could be in a circumstance when we're younger, older, taller, shorter. Depends. It depends on the circumstance. But yeah, that's just one example. Um, I can give another example. Um, when I started fighting, I started late 2009. Um, I started in jujitsu. And like, like it, there's wrestling in the US is for kids, like from a very young age. And in Europe, jujitsu, yeah but it's not very prominent. It's not compulsory in schools. It's not, um, you know, it, it's not taught enough. And when I started fighting, like to fight jujitsu, you have two options. You can take the guy down or you can pull guard. And pull guard basically means you go on your back, you have him, you pull him on top of you, and then you start working moves, like jiu-jitsu defenses, attacks, chokes, arm bars, and triangles. And I fell in love with getting a guy, pulling him into my guard, and then working attacks off my back. So in circumstances on the street, you'd never really promote taking a guy and pulling him on top of you. You kind of want to be, you want to keep distance, right? You want to get your boxing going or, you know, again, not promoting fighting on the streets, more defense so that you can land a couple of punches and get the hell out of there. But in circumstances where someone has taken you down and imposed himself on you, there's things you can do. You are not done. One of my coaches always said, swing until one of you guys is unconscious. Do not stop swinging. If it's him, you run. But for circumstances like um, if some guy takes your body, puts it to the ground, gets on top, starts punching or worse. Um, if you're on your back and your legs wrapped around your attacker, he is about four seconds away from being completely incapacitated and having to defend himself. He is a further six seconds away from being completely unconscious. That 10 seconds can save your life. Now, what do I mean when I say that? There's a choke called the triangle choke in jiu-jitsu. 
and it it very quickly became my favorite choke because I have long legs, I'm tall. And basically, I'm, I won't go through the mechanics because I don't think it's fair. Uh, Evo at City Martial Arts is a black belt in jiu-jitsu and I am a three-stripe white belt. So I'm not going to go through the mechanics and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But essentially, you want to wrap a leg around the back of your attacker's neck, trapping one hand um, in his chest and securing the other leg around the back of the knee, creating a chokehold, carotid arteries, blood choke. I'm not a doctor. I don't know the, the correct science to all of this. But um, I'll show you an example of how I use this choke. It is from the Irish Open 2010. It got fastest submission. Uh, I was never paid. There was a hundred buck uh, fastest submission incentive. And uh, if you see in the comment section of that video, find it on YouTube, you'll see, you'll see why I wasn't paid. Um, those bastards owe me a hundred bucks. Um, but yeah. So this, this is basically what happened. I like to go to ground ASAP. Uh, I like to secure the body, get him between my legs. I know it sounds really strange in, in combat sports, but between the legs, trapping an arm, leg around the back of the neck, secure the leg around the back of my knee. And he's got two options here. He can tap out and the fight's over. Or he can go to sleep. You go unconscious when this is applied. Oxygen and the blood is cut off to the head. And this on the street could save your life. Could actually save your life. Some guy is attacking you. Some guy is trying to do something to you without your consent. Well, throw up a triangle throw up a triangle choke that was a tongue twister and you if he goes out he goes out you can get up you can run away you'll have about a two minute head start before he can actually uh, render himself conscious again and know exactly where he is and what he's doing and uh, you're gone you're safe. You're running away. You're on the phone to the cops. You're telling your parents where you are. You're in a taxi. You're on a bus. You're at the train station. You're calling a cop. You're getting your story straight so that if you know this person, that person's going to be in jail. You will have, obviously, the trauma and PTSD of this situation that just may have happened, but you will live to tell the tale. And it is a very, very effective move. It was my favorite move in jujitsu when I started. Again, long legs was an advantage. Um, a wonderful technique that could save lives. Um, you know, there are other techniques. Self-defense classes will teach you the jab and cross. Like we call it the, the one-two. Like... If you think a circumstance is, is getting heated and you just don't want anyone pulling their phones out and having a video evidence copy of what just happened or if someone guy is in your face, you want to throw the one-two and get the hell out of there. Never stick around. There's no shame in running. I've ran myself. I'll give 
an example in, in as little detail as possible to not incriminate myself. But some guy a few years ago tried to, in a city in Switzerland, tried to take my laptop, him and his accomplice. Um, you know, I had my suit on. I had my hair grown out a little bit. I didn't look too intimidating. That's why I like to shave my head at all times when I go out. But uh, yeah, I mean, straight right, left hook. And I walked home with my laptop. You know, I don't know their intentions. Would it have stopped at the laptop? Would it have gone to my wallet? Did they have a weapon? I don't know. I'm not trying to play victim or talk about a near-death experience. But um, you just don't know someone's intentions on the streets. Could have been just the laptop. I don't know. One of my... uh, I used to work security at a club. And one of the um, colleagues of mine basically said when you're in a circumstance like working a front door of a club and you know it's a dangerous dangerous job uh, delegate one pocket one of your pockets to salt only salt and remember that don't put your hands in there and touch your face for that reason Uh, I used to have my bouncer jacket and one of the pockets was salt coated so that if anything happened i just stick my hand in there i could either flick the salt into my attacker's eyes or if my attacker had imposed himself on me you just need to get one of those grains of salt in their eye and they're screaming like a little child because of the pain salt has the effect in your eye Uh, little techniques like that obviously mace spray cans well like pepper spray things like that um also very effective tools but if you don't have that stuff with you you need to have backup and that backup is in your brain your knowledge of how to use your body but that's that's what i'll say to you guys um anyone listening to me now who has kids or who knows people who've had experiences on the streets um, and who doesn't know self-defense, I would encourage everybody to take six months of a self-defense class. As I said, I learned that triangle choke move. Um, I think I was competing within six months of that fight that you just saw. That's how quickly you can learn this thing. You're just using your body to your advantage. And I think that's very, very important. I think... It's not the solution. It doesn't solve problems, but it certainly is an option to have a problem solved. Um, So that's my advice to everybody listening today. Whether it's you or someone you know or your child or whatever, go learn self-defense. Go learn it. You, You might need it. If you never need it, fantastic. Go you. Delighted for you. I don't know where I'd be if I didn't learn the basics in combat sports or fight basic self-defense moves things like that i know people who have survived attacks on the streets with the fight training that they experienced in the gym wasn't even self-defense it was just standard fight training um so that's what i would say to you guys um if you've taken anything away from this please let me know in the comments uh if you do not want to have a public comment 
I understand it's a pretty charged topic. Um, send me a private message and say, give me your experience. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Uh, I don't know. But if you've got something to say, I'm, I'm happy to listen. I, I like feedback. Um, so I'm, I'm very open and happy to, to listen to you guys. I'm starting to ramble, so I'll try and wrap it up. Uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. Again, on YouTube, please like, subscribe, hit me with a comment, as I said. Uh, if you think that someone could benefit from my voice, share it. Um, Apple Podcast and Spotify. I like seeing where my listeners are coming from. The, uh, the uh, not algorithm. Analytics are... Um, are pretty intense. I got people listening from all over the world, countries I don't even know these people. So this is uh, hugely inspiring. Uh, so again, uh, if it's you can't leave a comment on those ones. So follow us on social media. Our gym page is at City Martial Arts, and um, we have a Facebook too, City Martial Arts Lucerne. Um, I have nothing else to say, guys. I look forward to my guests over the couple of over the next couple of weeks. Uh, some funny ones coming up. Um, yeah, guys, that's it for me. Thanks very much for listening. Take care. Rock and roll.